Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Lot Pod, the Leeds Rhinos Lot 17A podcast, kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. So, if any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with ACDMB. Thank you, as always, to them for sponsoring us, not only with the podcast, but with the fanzine as well. This is the mailbag off the back of Leeds beating Salford. It's it's a mailbag, but it's also this transfer special, transfer rumours special that we've kind of been promising you for ages. Joining me, as always, my right-hand man, my co-host, our amazing stats man, Statman Reese. I'm a stat man. Reese. How are you? I'm fantastic. I've had a good day today. Last day at my job. I spoke to. to... Tell us why. (laughs) Yes, I've left my job today. Oh, it was my last day, so I start a new job on Monday. Um, And I've spoken to um, Jono from Red Robin at lunchtime today and a really good chat with him. And that's going live in about five minutes. But obviously, we're extremely organized and told everyone we were going live tonight to do this uh, mailback and transfer special. So go listen to Red Robin after you've listened to us. Yeah, and then I'll put this on pause. And then no, no, listen to us and then go to Red Robin. This was a shocking live stream. Just I, I won't say we, I just forgot to advertise it, which is fine. <laughs> we're all here now. Who's with us tonight? We have uh, Josh from the band that is Kimber, which everyone should just check out, by the way. But Josh has been chomping at the bit to talk about transfers and he's on here as our NRL specialist. So, Josh, how are you? Yes, mate. Very good. Thank you. Ready to rip in. You are our resident NRL expert. Reese is right. You've been parachuting in for this one. Yeah, I've only just been told out of that tag, so <laughs> a lot of pressure to live up to there. You've only just but, been um, told that four seconds ago. Yeah, but yeah, I do watch. When you have young children, watching the NRL can sometimes be easier than watching the Super League. <laughs> and it's better. And it's a lot better. It's a lot better. Fortunately for us. Coverage. Yeah. But Reese, what about Reese live in two places at once? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to fix YouTube through <laughs> doing this because um, apparently YouTube's not gone live. So I'm just trying to fix it. But yes, live in two places at once. That's quite clever, that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this is our mailbag podcast. If you are new to us, which I'm going to assume you aren't, um, we are predominantly a Leeds Rhinos fan podcast. We review Leeds Rhinos games. But this is our any other business type podcast. Um, if you want to get in touch with us for the next mailbag, you can. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at Lot Seventeen A at the Owl and Fleece. We're on Threads as well, Lot Seventeen A mm. on Threads. Check us out, or email Lot Seventeen A at Outlook dot com. So if you want to get in touch with the next mailbag, you can send us your thoughts, questions, queries about games, players, whether we like what food we like, whatever you want, we will answer. These people have been in touch this week. The first question, it's quite technical because 
It comes from Francesca, and Francesca asks, why does the Lockpod intro sometimes play twice on the podcasts? Sorry to ask, but I've always wondered how this happens. I can tell. How does this happen, Reese? Why sometimes? Why does the intro kind of creep back in? So, Francesca, as you could probably guess, uh, me and Eddie are not professional podcasters, and we are still learning our technology. And Streamyard, who we use to do um, the live streaming, have a little button which says loop. And for some reason, every time we sign in at the moment, that button is ticked. We forget to untick it, and then it keeps replaying the intro. So it's just us being rubbish at tech. It's like the world's smallest tick box as well and it's like default so it's, it's just we forget to tick that yeah. box so the the intro kind of rolls over again speaking of intros the two intros we utilize for the match review panel and the statman reese intro both mixed created by josh from kimber i think that's yeah. the first time we've ever mentioned that Probably is. <laughs> that's the first time we've ever actually gave Josh the yeah. credit. That's not I'm Josh's music, the... by the way. That's not what Josh does. <laughs> Josh's yeah. music is very, very good. It's not our intros. But no. the intros are good too. I'm just waiting for the royalty checks in the post. God, what you're doing oh. a long bloody time for this. <laughs> when I get mine for the magic shirts, I'll pass them on for you that. Yeah. If you that's could, true. I reckon Josh should do next year's 2024 intro as well we'll need to put that out yeah. so the listeners actually to talk because this year i i was adamant that i needed that kevin sinfield speech back from claire bold yeah. because i think it's yeah awesome. it's great but we might have to put it out to listen to say what rhino's moment do they want on the intro to the pod next season maybe it's stone cold blake austin winning the grand final against lee leopards this year yeah could be that's a good one it's a good point as well is to ask the listeners yeah, what kind of commentary or speech or something they'd like to hear? But that's why Francesca—it's just an annoying little tick box that we sometimes forget to tick, so it loops. <laughs> the next question on the mailbag is from Yorkshire Lee, who is a long-time listener and was—I'm uh, assuming last week—a first-time watcher. Uh, he said it's rather amusing putting faces to voices. I'm not going to take offence to the word amusing uh, in that sentence. Um, but rather amusing, putting faces to voices I've become familiar with. I remember when you lot, you wouldn't never said we'd never do video. Yeah, it was always... Yeah. Quote, quote, you won't want to see this ugly mug on, on I was, uh, I was, I was, I was dead against it, but the, the, the demand was there. So yeah. The, I think more should reveal. do it. I want to see. I actually want to see what Loose Forward look like because I listen to Loose Forward quite often, and I've never. You've seen Andy? Oh, yeah. He's been on this. Jesus, he's been on this pod with you. Not with me, hasn't he? Has Andy? Not. Uh, I don't think so. For the World Cup. I might have missed it. I didn't Weird. do all the World Cup ones. Anyway, I'm going to move well, on no before one's... I look like a rubbish person. There's a member. Uh, there's a member of the panel which no one's seen yet, isn't there? Isn't Duncan always behind the? Oh, yeah, but that's Duncan fine. and Mark. That's their own choice. Duncan and Mark. Um, so, yeah. So to be honest, said... if you, sorry, Reese, if you had <laughs> the um, opinions Duncan had, you two <laughs> would. <laughs> oh, don't, don't be unlocked. Don't be unfair to me. He knows I'm winding you. 
so yeah, rather amusing putting faces of voices become familiar with. It felt like a different show, uh, seeing how you all reacted on video rather than just audio. I guess I'll be a YouTube viewer from now on. Keep up the good work. Love what you all do, which feels like an immense opportunity to prompt. We do also live stream now, probably because Eddie made the decision today live stream every podcast that we do on youtube so make sure you visit the lot pod on youtube like subscribe comment as much engagement as possible to drive engagement on the channel please the best thing as well is for those that have listened to match review panels before and we kind of spoke about this on the Salford review whenever we do like a, a sound of the game audio clip where it's commentary and music on for the for that game of reviewing, and it's just us. During that clip, there's like a real awkwardness where <laughs> you only see that on YouTube. So if you are listening to this on Spotify or iTunes or wherever, I would implore you to watch, because it's just us like, for like a minute or so, just really awkwardly just sat. Yeah, trying to pretend to react. <laughs> um, I, just, well, I, love, I embrace the awkwardness of it. I think it's... <laughs> I hate it. Um, That's why I'm moving on with the mailbag to Will's point. And Will has said, where did Statman Reese go and his stag do uh, then? And what did he get up to? So, Will, little secret. That's my first of two stag do's. um, Because my father-in-law didn't want to go on uh, a laddie, young person's stag do. uh, He didn't want to go or he didn't get the invite. No, he didn't want to go. Genuinely didn't want to go. And I think my dad was actually quite pleased uh, as well at that. So we just did a um, start. We just had a hide a canal boat uh, in Skipton for the day. Um, didn't sink it. Went to a couple of pubs and had a curry. So a nice, simple stag do. My actual stag do, I have no chuffing idea what's happening. Which, when my friend sent me a photo of just stop oil the other day and asked for my t shirt size, I'm a bit worried. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that this weekend. Yeah, I saw a picture of that. Yeah, I laughed and thought it was a good idea, and then I realised, ah, is he telling me something? But yeah, I'm sure they won't do that to you. You'll never know. They'd rather put you in a, a pink mankini <laughs> or a casket. Ooh, oh god, that's worse. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, thought they were your, I thought they were your friends. <laughs> they would never do that to you, David McDermott is kind of jumping ahead slightly because we are going to do some mailbag questions. Then we're going to jump into the transfer stuff. But David McDermott asks, Blake Austin has announced on Instagram recently that there will, he will have a contract update early next week, this week. This is following his comments after the Warrington game live on Sky. Do you think it's appropriate for a player to post about their contract negotiations on social media josh do you did you first of all when blake kind of said live on sky to jenna i hope gary evington's watching there's not much going it's all up in the air did you enjoy that my first question how open he was and do you think it's i don't know how to put it it's up to blake austin to like utilize his platform online to say right i'm gonna give you or the fans a contract negotiation uh, update, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think we often talk about wanting characters in the game, don't we? Yeah. So we and it, it, like I I probably as 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 much as anyone hate the stock standard like or 
good effort from the boys, credit to the lads, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I, I didn't mind it. I thought, I, as someone who is a fan of the club and is a little frustrated with the lack of uh, communication, although I know members got an email today, um, at that point, like a lack of communication from the club with so many transfers getting banded around on Twitter and whatnot, uh, rumours and articles, I, th- I thought it was fine. I d- it's his. Fu- it's, I kind of felt like it was. His, it's his future. It's his contract. To he was clearly putting pressure on the club, wasn't he? I think he wa- he probably wants. My gut is that he wants to stay. He's probably holding out from from past um, experiences. I would suggest we're probably offering maybe a one year deal, and he wants two, something like that. And he, I think that was just a move for him to try and get get the ball rolling really setting that date next week was probably just him trying saying that just trying to get um I don't know getting things sped up a little bit he's got a, a young family and he probably just wants to get his future sorted um but yeah it, it didn't really to be honest I didn't even think that deeply into it I'm just thinking about it now and I, I think it's kind of fine I remember, do you remember when Callum Watkins came back from the NRL and didn't have a club because Toronto went under he was yeah. almost helping himself out on Sky like and training. If any clubs are interested, I'm looking for a mm. club, and everyone, everyone was fine with that, you know. And I don't know. I don't particularly see this too much uh, differently. Although if someone's got a strong opinion on it, maybe, maybe I'm uh, need to listen to that. I don't know. What do you think? How do you see it, Reese? I don't like it. Hmm? Don't like it. Um, I want Austin to stay. I really like Austin. Just give him one, just give him the two years, stop fanning it out. Um, but I, I do think Blake's going about it the wrong way, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those matters, you know, he is more well entitled to go knock on Gary's door or Rob Rowan's door himself and talk about it directly, which he might have done and he might not get me anywhere. And that's why he's done it in the media. He's done it again today when he's been awarded um, Player of the Month. Mm. I just yeah, I don't that was like worse. it. I don't like mm. it, and, and and maybe that's because I'm a HR professional. I just don't like that stuff, but and I'm a boring bastard. Um, but I just I don't like the tone and the delivery from Austin. Uh, and I think he could still say what he has said much better. But again, that's Austin's character. To be honest, I wouldn't expect any less from him. To be honest, I'm not surprised he said it. He's um, always been a bit of a larrikin. Like even in the NRL, he's you know he's a bit of a character in he. He is, but we're kind of drifting into the transfer special bit now of this. But like, I don't know what the club are not seeing from Austin this season, not just in the recent games, but this season. What, why he isn't worth two years, personally? But yeah. I mean, do you want do you want to talk about that now? Shall we? <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at the podmaster. Where is it? <laughs> 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 we're on Austin. We might as well continue with Austin. Yeah. Well. I think Leeds need to give him a two-year deal. I think they need to do it. And he and he's obviously crying out for it. He wants it. He's on fire. Obviously, he's part of me going, is he doing this just because, you know, is he playing that well just because he is fighting for a contract? But I think we've seen enough this year, the quality of the play. And we know there's not going to be two halfbacks available this off-season that are good enough to fill that gap next season. So losing Caesar and Austin is worse than giving Austin a two-year deal. I don't know who he thinks he is. <laughs> I don't know who he thinks he is. I don't like the the, the the stuff he said after the Warrington game. 
that that to me was fine, and I, I, I did I found it refreshing, like Josh says, and and kind of especially with like the, the the sky cut to the cameras in the changing rooms, and he stood with Gary Everington, and everyone yeah, that was funny that that. It was brilliant, and I thought that. But for him to come out on Sky today, I thought, who 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 do you think you are? You know, to say, oh, I get my updates. Have a bit of bloody decorum, you know. Kind of uh, yeah, I thought today was a bit a bit class. I thought it looked absolutely shocking. I did, and I know we kind of we were leads, and we've had this amazing history, and we hark back to it all the time. But it always comes to me like the way our players, our as a club, how we carry ourselves, and we our players. On, on social media are impeccable, incredibly. I bet we can't think of one incident where one of our players acts like a moron, like Jake Truman or whoever else online, like John Bateman, winding up fans for no reason or getting or trolling. And when when Austin was stood there on the on the headly pitch talking to Sky, I just felt like would would Kevin ever do that? Or Danny, or the, Rob. The thing is, they gave Kevin me, the contracts. Or Carl <laughs> Ablett, or all of those players I've just mentioned, Kylie, whoever. They would have all gone through a period. They didn't, um, they where, didn't give Danny one though. Yeah, where they would have been in the unknown. They would have every every single one of those players would have, and they all would have had the questions of where are you going, are you signing? And I don't remember any player ever acting like this. I mean, even Rob is if, saying in the chat it sounds similar to Zach, but even Zach kept his mouth shut. Even even Hardacre mm. would come out with those cliches that Josh mentioned earlier, like, oh, I'm not sure, and I'm sure something will get signed. Those but, those sound bites that mean nothing and, and everything. It's like, keep it at that, you know, you know, but I just felt it were really arrogant. And if I were Rowan, I'd Perhaps that is the case, and the club aren't talking to him. I don't believe that. Maybe that's what I his character. Maybe that's what his characters like, and the and the club don't. I don't know. That's uh, on on the, on the contract. Sorry, you go. And, and you're right because it could have been like extreme dry humour that perhaps we kind of misinterpreted. But I just felt it were wrong, and I, I were I were really annoyed by it. What were you going to say, Josh? No, on the um, on the contract for Blake, I think Reese made a really good point, and it's pretty much the theme of this show for me. There are absolutely no halves on the market, especially scrum halves. There's, you know, standoff. There's a few possibly, and it's probably a position which is not quite as vital as scrum half. Blake Austin has played well this year. I thought he was very poor last year. Um, personally, just not what I expected. And I would be offering him a one-year deal. However, as Reese has said, not many sixes on the market, absolutely no sevens. So to expect to go out this summer and recruit a new spine is just, it's a bit unrealistic. The things why I would offer him a one-year deal is I feel like Blake's strength is his running game. Um, so, and when he's, we, sorry, just when he, at the end of the two years, I think he'd be 34, nearly 35. And you look at 60s, like what Danny was, he lost his pace and turned into 
a seven, basically. He was a game manager and controlled the game and lost his pace. We don't know how Blake will be if he loses his pace in, in two years' time. But like Rhys says, it's worth the gamble for two years because I think it's uh, a bit unrealistic to expect us to get two quality halves over summer. So let's just look at his stats really quickly for Austin and then let's take the attitude, the, the decorum or whatever in the recent interviews. But 16 appearances, one try, 14 assists, which actually isn't the most in the team anymore. Uh, Richie Myler's taken over him. Yeah, he's had eight in the last five. Um, yeah. He's currently averaging... So he averaged an assist just under an assist a game, 0.9. He gets 96.3 metres per game, which is the fourth highest for any halfback. So he's just behind Brody, Fatih Lalahea and George Williams on that front. He makes more clean breaks than any other halfback in the league currently at the moment. Also accounts for one error a game at the moment. And he misses 10% of the tackles attempted, which sounds quite a lot, but Lalahea is 14.2. George You'll Williams, 11.5. Well. Uh, Lomax, 12.8. Mikey Lewis, 16.2. Sneed, 14.4. Miller, 16.4. Clayton Clifford, 21.3. So a 10% missed tackle is actually quite good for a halfback as well. So taking out those the interviews recently, do you not think those, those stats in his performance suggest he deserves a new deal? Yeah, but just like I was saying, I'd his strengths, all those things like tackle busts and try assists come a lot from his running game. And I just don't know where that would be as he gets older. Um, but as we've said, like, I just think it, it's not worth losing him at, the, at this stage. So I would give him the two years. There's a lot of talk in the chat here, all saying how players who are due for a contract are up in that game. There is like the cynical side of you that does like think that about him and like you know what happened at Warrington. Warren, I'm going to jump on this Paul Vall point that Bry at six again has said. So since he signed the contract, he hasn't been the same. He has only not made over a hundred meters twice this season. Yeah, once in round thirteen well. and once in round eight. He is still probably the leading meter maker as a prop. I'm just going to have a quick look now because um, I've got my amazing spreadsheet open. And yeah, Paul Vaughan is currently third um, in the league for meters at the moment. Actually, so closely followed by Tom Amone at Lee, actually. But Paul Vaughan, I don't think, has dropped off because he's been given that new contract. We were just no, talking. I don't about... know. We were just talking about halfbacks for Leeds then, Brian, and Reese insisted <laughs> on jumping in. Oh, I saw an opportunity. No, <laughs> my stats are different. <laughs> but oh, Brian, is like that. Yeah. Brian, the comments, fair play, Reese. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel, but it kind of goes on the theme of look, these players are out of contract, they're yes. playing well because they're out of contract. And that's where that came from. I, I think Austin will see it through, personally. Does, um, does it say more about the, the UK game? Leeds Rhinos or, or the game of rugby league as a whole, that the fact that the Rhinos could be losing two halfbacks over 30 through this off-season and it feels almost impossible for us to replace them. Is is this a bigger issue for Super, for the wider game? Or, or Josh, do you think it's just a, 
a freak abnormality that there's just no halfbacks this this season? Um, no, it's a game-wide thing. So I wrote down, so all the clubs that are looking for halves in the NRL right now, there's West Tigers, uh, the Dragons, St. George, the Dolphins, the Dogs and the Raiders, all looking for halves this year. That's a six or a seven. So what's that? Five clubs have openly come out. That's, you know, there could be other clubs, but they, they're the ones that have come out and said they're looking for a six or a seven. I think mostly a seven. And it's that desperate that on the Joey Johns podcast last week, he was suggesting that the Wests, after losing Luke Brooks, should go over to England and get Aidan Caesar back for two I years. can have him. Yeah. So that if that's the eighth immortal of the game over there, suggesting that they pick up Caesar. So that's how desperate it, it, it is, particularly for a controlling seven. Um, I think... I think what it is, is it's the one position on the field where you, if you're an organiser, you can't really get away with it until you've had 100, 150 first grade games because it's repetition. You can't replicate an in-game scenario to what to organise. Um, you know, you need someone who can make the right decisions at the right time, execute a game plan. That only comes after years of experience. However, if you're a half, which isn't a game manager, you can you can you can break into team easier. So if you're, for example, if you're a runner like a Max or like Burrow, both had speed, that could get them by. You know, they could create things through speed or whatever, and other players could maybe control the game. Um, so those organising sevens, like traditionally Cooper Cronk or whatever, just doesn't just isn't existent. And and it's because, my opinion. They don't hit their prime till 27, 28. So there's only like a five-year period of that player in a person's career. Mm. Um, so it's, it's probably the most intelligent player on the field and they, they, they're they in their prime for a shorter period. So mm. it's, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's a problem over there and it's definitely a problem over here. I just don't think we've found one since we lost Kev and then Danny. And that's yep. what's... Like, we... We could that. How long ago was that? So like fifteen. That's 15 like eight years. Seventeen, ago. yeah. If we had a twenty-one-year-old, if Jackson Field was a, a, a seven trying to break through, then he'd be hitting his prime now. Like I don't understand why we haven't managed to get anyone. Do you know what I mean? Through the through yeah. the pathways. I think if Jack was as good as any halfback in that generation, he would potentially be playing now, or at least knocking on the door. I'm not sure yeah. Jack is ready yet. And I, I well, he doesn't have the speed, does he? No, and that that's why for me, Austin on a two-year deal is is right because we we'll, we will lose Caesar this year, which again, great game yet on Sunday, but he can go for me. But losing both at the same time, it's just, it's just starting over again, at least giving Austin that two-year deal, despite the fact he'll be 34, 35 at the end of it. Gives time for Sinfield to maybe get some championship rugby in. The reserves yeah. games are good and are all right to an extent when you're playing a good, you know, when they when they when you're playing a good reserve size, but they're not all great. Um, and the same with Kai Morgan as well. Like Kai Morgan's been sat in the reserves playing six for probably two, three years now. He needs to be getting in the championship. Um, but I don't think 
there's not many, I can't think of many halfbacks in Super League at that 1920 age that have come on into a team and made a difference. The only one who is striking me that has probably made a difference is Mikey Lewis in recent years. Is Mikey Lewis is the one that's bridged that gap at that age. But that's why for me, Austin needs to be given that two year deal because we're, we're going to, we're going to be transitioning this halfback for longer than I think people think. Yeah. Was that the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah, is that the end? Not the end of Blake Austin. No, <laughs> no. So, on the end of the pod. <laughs> in summary. Thanks, everybody. Oh, just one more. White Rhinos are saying Jack is the best half his age, but he doesn't have the physicality yet. More likely, he would follow Harry Smith's trajectory. I hope he kicks better God, I than hope. Harry Smith. He's going um, to be a better player than. Harry Smith, <laughs> White Rhino. I, 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 no, I just want to kick better than Harry Smith does. Oh. And Robbie's asking Blair. about Alfie Edgel. And I, I thought Alfie was a fullback. I might be wrong. Robbie, you'd be able to, able to tell me. Um, but the man for the academy is Mark, because Mark is through and through in the age group, that age group. So, to finish off on Jack, he's 18 years old. So, so if my theory's right, he's got a decade before he's hitting his prime. Of course, he needs to be getting game time to reach his prime. But there's absolutely no rush for him to be the, the person that takes us to the grand final. In my opinion. He can go for the championship for two years. He can, yeah, when whatever, he's 20, you know. 21, that's when he needs to start causing a problem for whoever is in the halves at that point for me. But yeah. like you say, Josh, he needs game time, whether that is out on loan, whether that's for Joel Reg, or whether that is when people like Caesar get injured, he steps up. And which he hasn't had this year, but obviously I know he's been doing his A levels because that's how young he is. So, so Austin, two year deal. Austin, two year deal, Reese. Austin, two year deal. Josh, reluctantly, yeah, I'd, I'd meet, I'd meet it and see, yeah. Get Blake Austin out of the club from me. <laughs> I'm only joking. One year deal, max. Um, onto the Rhino squad. For those who are off contract in 2023, um, Zane Tavano, Austin, we've talked about, Caesar, we've talked about, um, Fussy Tua, James Bentley, James Donaldson. Have I missed anyone? Just six. I thought Fussy, there was rumours that Fussy got Fussy offered a deal. There is, it hasn't been confirmed, but there's rumours that been offered. There is potential right. there. Shall we start with Fussy then? If, yeah, let's start with Fussy. If the club were to give, if it was announced tomorrow, Josh, Fussy to a new new deal at the Rhinos. How would you how would you feel about that one? Um, personally, I think our this such a this is such a big topic. This is why it's so special tonight. You know, the, uh, <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're going to be hitting two hours tonight. That's what we're doing. You want? I could talk for so long on this. I wrote down all the positions today and who we've got in those positions for next year, who I consider... He did, his, he did his bloody research, this lad. I did, I did, mate. <laughs> who prepares for a podcast? <laughs> oh, I was hungover as well today. It was, it was a bit of therapy for me. Um, <laughs> Crying it, as we were writing down. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> he is. <laughs> he, he didn't make it on. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's tears over that. Fussy to it. Crack on. Crack on. So for the wings, I've literally got Fussy and Ash as the two wingers for next year. From for for first team play like I've got so I've got in the centres, I've got Newman, Nene and Simpson. 
So for our outside backs, I've got Newman, Nene, Simpson, Fussy, and Ash. That's that's five players for four positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we absolutely need to, if he's going, resign somebody. I don't mind Fussy at all, actually. And I had a conversation with a teammate of his this year from Tonga. And he said last year he was really, really homesick but de- and gutted by his injuries and determined to make this year a good year. And I think he has played well this year. I, I don't mind him as a player at all. I worry slightly about his uh, fitness and his injuries. I'm not sure if that's bad luck or just his body. Um, my big, big problem is, and I've, I've said this so many times, I think the quote spots are for important positions. It just feels a waste to me to have it on the wing unless you are absolute dynamite, man of steel sort of winger. You know, like how Bevan French can win a game for Wigan. I was about to say um, Scott Donald, to be honest. Yeah, yeah or even Marcus Bay, or, you know, like, I don't know. If we had the spine sorted, I wouldn't have a problem at all with giving Fussy two more years, I don't think. Because so I it's rely... kind of like... Oh, go on, sorry, Josh. I was just going to say my answer would depend on other positions in the squad. Now, I'm going to base my answer on stats. Shock. Um, so, Fussy, 10 appearances this year. <laughs> um, Fussy, 10 appearances a year, five tries, so a try in every other game. Um, it's two tackle busts a game, but it's currently getting 104 Point nine meters per game. Now Ash is on 113. Mm. Um, so similar, but obviously Ash did have that stint at fullback. Um, Fussy carries about 15.5 times a game, and he also makes a clean break every other game as well. So 15 carries a game. 15 carries a game. Yeah, that's good. Um, like so his work rate is high then. Yeah. yeah, and I what I like about what I like about both Ash and Fussy. Um, one, I really like saying fussy, to be honest. I think that's a really <laughs> um, So that's probably why I'm there. Um I than saying crabby for Alfords and Tyndall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, that drives him nuts. <laughs> well, yeah, it does. Um, we haven't even got there. to mentioning Morgan Gannon at six yet. No, I, well, it's Robbie has mentioned comment. it. Robbie has mentioned it, and I told Robbie, Robbie, dot, 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 and I just said, mm-hmm. um, but I, what I really like about Fussy is that he he offers the, when we had the crabby wingers on the wings, the reason why we weren't getting down the pitch, the reason why we are only making 30, 40 metres in a set is because the wingers were making two metres on, the, on their kick returns, whereas Fussy and Ash, I think, are really, really strong at carrying out from the back, and I think that makes a massive difference. Now, the numbers for Ash and Fussy doing 113, 104 metres per, uh, per game isn't massive. You know, Liam Marshall leaves the way at the moment, 140. You've got Greg Eden is ahead of both of them at the moment, and even Leroy Kudjo uh, and stuff. So the stats aren't amazing, but I, I think Fussy's best attribute is, well, one, in the air. I think he's a great, he's a big body in the air, kicking to the corner, but his ability to carry out from the back, those strong carries yeah. that will get us 10 metres, put us on that front foot. And if you don't get put on that front foot, I don't think we make enough metres to get put in the right position. So for me, I think, and again, you look at what we've got coming behind it, Tyndall, Another player of contract, 
I'm not reviewing, I'm not renewing that. I think he's off to Hull anyway. By the sound of things, is he signed for Hull now? Thanks, sir. Because Swift is off, didn't he? Adam Swift's leaving Hull, so he'll be taking that spot. And I think there are some obviously good. There are some good under 18s. You know, you've got that Neil Tachambe who won't probably be ready for maybe a year or two, maybe three. Um, that Fergus McDonald, he was a centre slash winger as well. So we, we've got some other people coming up. So again, it's a for me, it's another similar to Austin. Give him a two year deal. Hopefully, he stays fit. You can bridge that gap and allow some of these youngsters to come through and us to pick up anyone else that's available. Do you agree with that? Two years yeah, if he wasn't a quota spot, I would say yes straight away. Like playing-wise, it, it, it's not a problem for me at all. I'm happy with him, and I, I think he's a good addition to the squad. It's just purely, I don't want to but be Josh, in you're a position where it's fine, aren't they? So that's four quota spots. We get six a year. Yeah. So but who who have we? Have we that's a, that's a great point. But what have we already got used? Like Lazone, uh, Austin. Restarting. Nene, Martin. Uh, Nene. So there's uh, a few there. It's just that, like, um, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards, yeah, signing. We've got too much work to do in summer. Um, it's, you know what I mean? It's totally rebuild the entire squad. And, you know, you've got, you've got uh, Jared and you've got uh, Corey Johnson, who are not quote spot, you know, I don't know. Milo's probably. Oh, we'll we'll leave that for later. But yeah, the answer is probably yes. But I just worry yeah. about the I agree. New deal for Fussy Tour. On to James Bentley. I think, regardless of his form this year, which has been a bit up and down, the back end of last year on the on the run to the grand final, he was awesome. Kind of NRL form, awesome. Um, would you give him a new deal, Reese James Bentley? I think this is more of a difficult one for Bentley. And I've really enjoyed watching Bentley and McDonald play together because they're very I think they're very similar players. They're mm. just con they're like a, a rash, aren't they? They're completely all over you in defense. But I think McDonald's got that bit more of attacking elusiveness. Um and he comes without Bentley's baggage, which as we all know is yellow cards, red cards, and penalties. Which on that note, complete surprise to see Bentley was probably one of the calmest people in that little mini scrap on Sunday. Sunday. Um, but then you look at what we've got coming through. Again, you know, obviously Martin's been playing centre this year. Um, but if Newman was fit, who drops out of that second row now? Would McDonald drop out? I don't think so. No chance. But the, and then you've got Gannon, mm. who's not a six, Robbie, um, <laughs> to to in, to play in that second row position as well. Are we stopping McGannon's development? And McGannon, I like that. McGannon, did I say McGannon? I'm the Scottish right. cousin. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's just a, it's just a partnership, isn't it? Gannon and, and yeah. there. But I mean, if you look, I think my biggest problem with Bentley this year is that he is missing currently 4.7 tackles a game, which if anyone's played 50% of the games this season in Super League, that is the most. Oh. Um and I don't, and I, I know the missed tackle stat is one of these things where you, you slightly grab them and, and you let go. That's um, and that class is a missed tackle. But then Adam is making a great point as well. We've got Gunamond coming in, and he's not a prop for me. A prop isn't five foot ten. Size matters. 
Um, so tell that to Barry. <laughs> tell that to Barry. Sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I have a feeling Bentley will go, and I also think that he will demand a salary as well. If and and I, and I think for me, I think that money is better spent elsewhere. If James Bentley does leave Lee's Rhinos, Reese, what 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 type of club do you think he would Lee? You think it would be someone like a Lee that he'd go to? I think. Oh, well, I mean, Lee, you can't shirk at Lee anymore, can you? Um, I, I think. Uh, I think he'd be a, oh, with Josh Griffin going to Hull. I think Hull might be an option now. Actually, mm. um, I think I don't. I know you've always said NRL. I don't think that's likely for him. I, I, I think thought the back end of last year's form, there was a chance, yeah. but not. It'd have, I mean, to, it'd have to be consistent with that to get God. Gordon's saying in the comments that Gudemon replaces Donaldson. If there was room in the cap to keep as a second row, and obviously as Martin is the versatile player that he is, but to have Gudemon, um, Bentley, McDonald, and Gannon. Martin. And Martin, I know. I, I just think that's too many second rows. I don't is know. It... So I... Sorry, you go. No, go on. I was trying to say, is that too many second rows, uh, Josh? I think... If we to keep Bentley and have Bentley, Martin, McDonald, Gannon, that's the best four back rowers of in the whole of Super League to choose from. Well, well, I was going to say so. What so in a seventeen, you definitely have three second rowers, wouldn't you? Mm. And then would you have a fourth potentially? You'd have your fourteen, and you'd either have a prop or a second row as, as the extra forward there, wouldn't you? So or Goudamond, who can perhaps play both. Play both. So let's so let's say just for argument's sake, there's four second rowers in your in your seventeen. Because that could happen. Written yeah. down here, I've got Martin, McDonald, Gannon, Gudemon, and then Bentley with a question mark. That's five second rowers. So if there's an injury in the back line and Martin goes to centre, we're using all of our back rowers in the match day squad. Mm. Or if any of those, Gannon has a head knock, whatever. We're down to our only back row, second rowers. We don't have another player. That's fair. Yeah. So for me, I, I, I Bentley. I think Bentley is a talented player, but I think he sometimes feels a bit above his station. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's yeah. what I meant about the demanding the salary bit. Yeah. In the, mm. I, I think he would demand a bit of a bigger salary, and all those do players. You really, that you do, you think, do you really think he'd command more money? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, don't I think, think he's, I, he's, he's he a player could, now. Could... What he's 25, 26 now, mm. coming into his prime years. You know, like, you know, he's got every right to demand yeah. some money. I don't, um, I don't know if his forms demanded that. My form mm. might not dictate it, but you, I look at those players that you are mentioning, Josh, and I know you're saying one gets injured, but one might not get injured. And for me, I, and then the other part of looking at it is, you know, Gannon and, you know, Gannon's 19, you know, he's got the future ahead of him. Yes, if he doesn't ah, play fully yes, for the next couple mm-hmm. of years. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. If he doesn't play for the next couple of years, you know, there's still plenty of time for Gannon. But I just don't want to restrict the development of players like McDonald and Gannon, who could be the best second row partnership for a decade. Well, I would see Goodman to start James Donaldson as someone else has put. For me, yeah. he's the player that would drop out of those that five, he's like your a cheap. Did we get him from Toulouse? It was Toulouse, wasn't it? No, Catalan. Catalan. Oh, oh, it was Catalan. So okay, so I guess he's a he's a Super League player. I mean, 
Judon's like, only he, played 14 games. I'll say only. He's played 14 out of the 18 games of Catalan this year. As Gudon. Yeah. So he's, and they've had quite a few injuries there, Pack, as well. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I see him as the Donaldson replacement with Martin, McDonald, Gannon, and Bentley, potentially, to be the four to battle it out for those spots. Um, so if you didn't have Bentley, that promotes Gudemond into you. That, we literally have four second rowers if we don't keep Bentley. Yeah. And that's the question in it, do we keep Bentley? Mm-hmm. So I actually had, to take this a little further, I only have four props written down now. Aletsky, Holroyd, Lizoni, and Sangare. I still see Sangare as a bit of a project. I think he should be playing, but, mm. you know. Um, so for me, we've got four props and four second rowers, not including Bentley. I actually wrote down in what's possibly missing is we should probably keep Bentley, drop Gurdemont to be that sort of James Donaldson type player. Uh, Gannon, again, there's no rush, although I would play him as much as he's fit. I just worry for his future. I don't want him to go down the Stevie Ward route where he's overplayed young. Yeah, need to look after him. Exactly. I've actually got written down, I think we need an impact forward, whether that's second row or prop, a big body to just maybe play 10 minutes either side of half time to be that impact off another impact player off the bench and to cover second row or prop depending on injury. Now, the perfect player for that for me was a young lad called Sam Walters. Oh, God, no. Who was he? Who was he? <laughs> Could you see so the scowl? Can we see the scowl in his eyes? I'm going to distract you from the Sam Walters point because yes, we've got these players in the first team, but what about the players that are coming through? Toby yeah, Warren, you tell me. I don't Toby, know if they're good enough. I don't Toby know. Warren, for example, Leon Ruin can both play in that second row. One, Toby Warren had a really nasty injury at the beginning of the season, but we saw a bit of Leon at Wakefield. Um, so there's there's some good, you know, there's some good young kids coming through there as well when are they ready to step up next year um i haven't watched the under 18s a lot this year so i won't be able to tell you and but then there, there were other, and i think there were a couple, another couple of players um was that nicholson hewitt nicholson what no he's a prop um so you know you've got where do i'm not saying ruin and toby warren will be ready but they might have to step up like gannon had to step up when he was 17 or 18 or mcdonald's had to step up this year and I, I think for me, it's that balance of having the right squad, but also allowing these young players to get their opportunities. There's loads and loads of injuries throughout the season. There just always is. Mm. Um, I, I've got to say, just sorry, to Joe Gibbons as well. Sorry, Robbie Ryan is saying Joe Gibbons. I saw him play for Keefe this year. He was class. When, I, when I've put this together, these are players I think would fit into a grand final winning team. These are like, I'd be like, just to say, I do realise we've got players in the underneath. I'm just saying, like, for if mm. we're going to win a grand final, you know what I mean? That's what I'm measuring this by. So Adam's saying that you don't think Gudeman would have signed if he's not going to be in the 17 each week. That's why you can't say he's replacing Donaldson, because he's not guaranteed to be in the 17. I, and I, I Donaldson, play, Donaldson plays loads of games every year, doesn't he? Donaldson has played 11 this year. Obviously, Gudemond's played 14, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah, but Gudemond is miles better than Donaldson, isn't it? I mean, he yeah, is, Donald, Donaldson's better than Donaldson. So Donaldson's made 398 metres in those 11 games. So what's that? 
that is 36 metres per game. If I look at Gudemond, who's played 14 times, he's made 935, um, which is 66.8 per game. Gudemond so is more, miles better. Yeah, he's I mean, so he's that's play just more. one stat to look at. But do you think he's do you think he's Bentley standard? I don't think what not Bentley standard. No, no, he's not. But I, I also don't think I think McDonnell is Bentley standard and beyond. So I yeah, think I you've got I think you've got Bentley's replacement if he goes in McDonnell. Well, I think, but why not have both? You know what I mean? It's like yeah, we've got both now. Mm. But then, if if Newman's fit, then Martin. You know, I wouldn't want to see if there's Rhinos team where Reese Martin isn't playing. No, no, no. Gudemond would be the one. It, for me, it would be between Gudemond or Gannon, just because Gannon's so young still. Mm. And like what I said, I want to protect him. But yeah, the question was, do we keep Bentley? With all that, including what I said about the props, us only having four recognised first-team props. I'd probably say we do need to keep him, or if not, we would need to replace him. Do you agree with that, Reeks? New, no, new deal in, for I'm, Bentley? I'm in camp, no. I like no. Bentley. I really like him. Um, he played phenomenal towards the end of last season, uh, but I, I think just with the squad where we are, I'm going to say not not this time. Would you replace him or just leave it like that? Go with four I, I would four want greatest depth at centre, which stop whilst Martin's not by like you know, Martin's our top try scorer this year. Mm. Um, but he's playing out of position. I I would want to see Martin back in the second row. So I wouldn't be replacing Bentley, but I'd be backing up our centre positions to stop Martin playing there. The other three we've kind of touched on Austin, uh Fusitua and Bentley now. The other three out of contract, Donaldson. Tetavano, Caesar, would either of you want to give a new deal to any of those three? Uh, Tetavano, no, and um, but on on Tetavano, I obviously wish him all the best, and I yes. hope that his current injury or injury, his health concern, doesn't mean it's the end of his rugby career. Yes, um, agreed. But at, before um, the incident uh, with his heart. I would have said no. So yeah. I, I'd say no. Caesar, I think it's time for him to go. I don't think it's worked. Um, we are starting to see a good part of Caesar, and I hope that that continues for the rest of the season. But for me, Caesar is ready to go. And what was the third one? Donaldson? Uh, yeah, no, he can go back to Whitehaven. Do you agree with that, Josh? Whitehaven? Yeah. yeah, simple as that. I agree as well. Time for all three to go. And as a Echo Reese's concern as well. I hope, I do hope that Zane gets uh, has a speedy recovering, recovers fully and plays the game again. So if we do get rid of Donaldson, Caesar, Tetavano, there's obviously two quarter spots there, which we'll kind of touch on in a moment. Two players I'd like to mention, and it has been mentioned in the comments, about upgrading their deals. The Rhinos have done a lot of this this year, have upgraded... Hanley, Sangare, Nene, Jared, uh, Fussy Tours, probably, potentially, getting a deal. Austin, up in the air. But two players that I think are absolutely vital for us to upgrade as soon as possible are James McDonnell, because he is a superstar and we need to tie him down. I don't care if he's got a 10-year deal now. We need to give him longer. 
and Tom Holroyd. Would you agree with that, Reese? That the sooner the club speak to those two and get upgrade their deals, the better. So something that me and Josh have talked about a lot. I, I, I think the club are being quite clever at the moment, and I know it will frustrate fans that you know we only just signed Sangare. Why are we giving them a deal? And same with Nene and all this sort of stuff. But I, I think they are building a core of players. But I also think they're being clever with the salary cap. Um, there was a really good article by um, by Matt Shaw, who was talking about how contracts in rugby league are structured and how they are heavy at the end. Yeah, and obviously cost less at the beginnings of the contract. Full of incentives, and I, yeah. And I just think that Leeds, it, it, it feels really NFL, to be honest. But I think that it's been really clever with how they're doing their business in terms of just structuring these deals. And there must be clauses in there. We know players will... And it's not hard to get rid of a rugby league player, really. In reality, you know, one, one normally gets homesick and it's quite easy to move people on. Um, But... I think Leeds have been really clever with it at the moment, but and you entire and I think all the deals they've done at the moment, I don't disagree with any of them. Mm. But the one they absolutely have to do is McDonald because he signed a two-year deal, same as Sangare did, and McDonald's. Mc, oh God, there's too many mucks in this bloody team. Um, there's, Call there's him two. Jimmy. <laughs> there's two, and I'm struggling with it. Um, McDonald obviously had a one-year deal, and he Another got the three. Four. And Donaldson, James Donaldson, and James McDonald's. Well, and McDonald, McDonald, and McGannon, yeah. and McGannon. McGannon. Sorry. Piss off. Um, <laughs> but um, a hot, you know, Mc, Mc, oh God, McDonald. He's calling Jimmy. He's calling Jimmy. McDonald has been for me at the start of the season. McDonald was the Player of the Year. McDonald is now ahead by. I don't know any horse racing terms, but like, you know, like four horses or whatever. He's yards ahead, miles ahead. He's, you know, McDonald has been, and you know, I think Mark, I think Mark, who, as we all know, is probably one of the most critics, people that will criticize players on this pot has compared him to Gareth Ellis. And I think you can't ask for a bigger compliment of a player to be compared to someone like him. And we, we I was thinking more Carl Ablett. So McDonald needs, that deal to lock him down, whether it's six, seven, eight years, I don't care how many, but that needs locking down. Holroyd's more of an interesting one. So as Lee Zeppelin said, he signed a four-year deal last year. I don't care, he needs a new deal. <laughs> so yeah, if he signed a four-year deal last year, that takes him to either 25 or 26 already. He needs, another, he needs two more years on that. I, I, again, it's about the structure of the deal. I don't think he needs it yet. If, 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 there's, if, there's, if you're going to ask me one player whether they're on contract or off track, track that it needs a new deal, it's McDonald. Josh, how do you see it? Yeah, so what Reese is talking about there happens a lot in the NRL. So you'd often see him say, oh, he's got a, a four-year contract worth $2 million or whatever. And uh, obviously that doesn't mean it's 500 per year. It, it, it's backloaded, like Reese says. Um, the thing that worries me with that and this doesn't apply to McDonald, is that he, when, do you remember when Sinfield came back and he said our cap was in a mess? We had too many old players on back-ended deals, a lot of them injured and sat in the stands. I think he said, his famous quote from that time was, we have too much of our salary cap sat in the stands. And it's something we do in sport, and this is like something that I've thought about a lot, and it happens in all sports. It's, it's not unique to rugby league. 
is we pay the older players more money. Whereas I feel that a player is probably in their prime late 20s. So why is a 34-year-old worth more money than a 28-year-old? This is just something I've thought about a lot and I'm willing to be wrong about this, but it's like we're quite against paying money for potential over here, but we're quite happy to pay money for experience, even if that experience is less now less effective than the potential. Whereas in, for, both of them, for me, are gambles because a player on a long deal who is older may not be as effective in four years' time in their mid to late 30s. So that's a gamble. And a player who's 22 signing a four or five-year deal, that's a gamble also because they may not reach their potential. One of those deals is always going to be cheaper than the other. It's the one with potential which is going to be cheaper. So I always think, and it never works like this, so I'm obviously wrong, but in my head what I always think is I would rather pay a little more for the potential yeah. because you could end up with an absolute, like something golden, you know what I mean? Are you um, talking about Sam Walters again, Josh? <laughs> he, well, no, he, I wasn't, but he does apply to that. And it so did sound very like much Tom, like him, Reese. Yeah, I saw her. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. So, the, so your players like for me, oh, like uh, McDonald is worth a punt with a little more money. It's not that easy, is it, Josh? I was just making sure I didn't make your mistake. <laughs> it's worth a little bit of money for a three or four year deal. Pay him what he's worth because he's entering his prime years. And an older player, I don't know, like a Lizone, like there's no doubt Lizone will be on more money than McDonald, which I would be happy to. And it never works like this, as I've said. I would be happy to shift that money towards the younger players who are about to enter their prime than the ones that are leaving their prime. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm. To answer your question, yeah, let's get him signed up because he's been great, hasn't he? He's been amazing. At, at the, I went on a podcast last year when Rowan made all these project signs and I said, like, I worry you can win a grand final with all these projects. And Kevin, one of you two said, whoever wants to claim it, if one of these players is a success, then it's been worth the project. Mm. And that's right. That, that's exactly what's happened, isn't it? Because McDonald has been he's the one who has shone from these signings that we're not really too excited about but he's and he's he's definitely deserved that extension now game signed up on to we're gonna go a bit mad now we've kind of we've summed up the 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 Leeds Rhinos 2023 squad and kind of touched on one or two contract renewals and signings we're now going to go a bit mad. So if anyone that's, we are streaming this live on YouTube as always. So if anybody wants to throw out a name now, we'll, we'll, we'll briefly chat about them. We've got, we being myself, Reese and Josh have got loads of players written down here. I think the key area to start would be in the halves. I'm sure you both agree with that. We have had one comment here. Um, that says Jackson Hastings. Could we tempt Jackson Hastings back to Super League? Reese, do you reckon the Rhinos could tempt Hastings back to England? Tempt him all you want, he can bugger off. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, 
I mean, oh. Josh, you're you're the NRL expert, uh, as we've called you. And <laughs> Jack, Jackson, <laughs> and, and, and I do it wrong. I thought Jackson did well at Wissolf and I thought he did well at Wigan. Obviously, West didn't go great for him last year. Um, mm, but not I, sure about that. I, 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 it was a bit of a mix. Of, uh, well, West, sorry, West didn't go well, did they? No. I'm, no. Because um, they got the one spoon, didn't they? West are a joke of a club. <laughs> they are, they have been run awfully for about a decade. And no yeah, coach, no player has done well in that club. Yeah, and I, and I has, saw sorry, I saw some did. of his games last year where he was he was playing his socks off and trying his thing. And now is it Newcastle? I mean, I don't watch enough of Newcastle. Uh, if I watch the NRL, it's mainly the Warriors. So, how if you've seen him this season? How is Jackson playing? Because Jackson is twenty seven, I believe. Yeah, so he's playing really he, well. He's coming into that prime age that you're on about. But if I remember rightly, his deal at West was 500 a season, 500 grand a season, 500 dollars, that is. Yeah. What's so, that? Is that about 300 or something? I'm doing the math as we speak. And when I say I'm doing the math, I'm typing it in Google. Um, so, so, you com- so you comment about West. So he- so they were... £261,000 per year at West. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So, so he is, for me, he is the sort of person we need. He brings the best out of everybody else in that team. So the, the West have had a problem for a long time with Luke Brooks playing seven, and it's just not worked for them. However, he, when he came last year, they had, I'd say, three, bearing in mind the bar is low, they had three games, which were ones to remember for the fans. It was a drop goal late, which he yeah. delivered. Yeah. Um, he, basically, all their good moments of last year came from Jackson Hastings. He also brought the best out of Luke Brooks to move Brooks to six and let him just run and, and play eyes up footy, as they say. Jackson, his strength is bringing the best out of everybody else in the team. A bit like Kev was for us. Yeah. Kev yeah. would get early ball to Callum or whatever. Now he's moved to the Knights. They've obviously got a superstar in Kaelin Ponga. Kaelin Ponga. And because he's, well, he's a fullback really, but they did a stupid uh, experiment putting him to six. Six. Um, which it didn't really work. He's got a history of head knocks and he's more in the firing line at six than he is at one. But Jackson has been consistent and I would say playing seven out of 10 every week. So much so that Cleary got injured Obviously, uh, was it game one for yeah, game one, one after game one in the origin series, clearly yeah. was injured. All the talks of the sevens, Hines, crazy decision, but got, got dropped. And then you had, you know, the likes of Mitchell Moses, Adam oh, Reynolds. Moses Reynolds. Yeah, they were the forerunners for that seven shirt. But as an outside shout on NRL 360, a lot of champions in Jackson Hastings. And so, I've listened to, sorry, I, I was just going to finish by saying I've listened to a lot of NRL pods of the last two years and I've not heard a bad thing said about Jackson Hastings once over there. He's gone down really well. So another NRL player we've had mentioned in the chat by Tommy. I've got this is, guy on my list, yeah. Ah, right, Dane Laurie. So um, Tommy feels like he's fallen out of favour at West. He's come through Penrith. He's only 23, fullback, halves. I've not seen Dane play personally. If- if Dane Laurie came to Super League, he'd, he'd kill it. Yeah. He'd absolutely kill it. I'm talking like Ben Barber kill it. He would. Do you agree with that, Josh? 
Yeah, I, I'm just reading this comment. I don't think he could play seven, but mm. he is. He's got about 50 NRL games, uh, 23. It's good age. He's very fast. He's just a very good fullback, isn't he? Yeah, like yeah. who did you come? Yeah, Ben Barber. Barber. I, don't, I guess Barber was a bit more of a superstar over mm. there, a bit more of a name, but I think he could definitely have a very big impact on Super League. Yeah, definitely. And he's off contract, you said, didn't, didn't he? He is, yeah. Um, I think you'd probably get it. So, what I was going to suggest is the spine is the is the is what needs work, mm. and because there's this shortage of sevens, whatever we pay for any spine member is going to be overs because all spine positions are inflated. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So, for example, teams if they can't get a seven, they're paying good money for a nine to steer the the, uh, the team around and and play an extra six so they'd have like two sixes two which is essentially what what melbourne do because hughes and munster are both sixes really and yeah. harry grant steers the team around so you see in hookers fullbacks who can ball play a bit their value is in, inflating and that's over there and as a result i'm guessing here as well so mm. if i think we are gonna have to if we want to challenge use a marquee spot and spend a lot of money on, we need one X-Factor spine member to bring the quality of our spine up. And ideally, obviously that's a seven, but if we can't get a seven, it might have to be a fullback or mm. it might have to be a nine for Jared and Corey to learn off or something, mm. I don't know. But I think these this range of player that we're talking about, Dane Laurie, that's probably the best we can hope for in terms of uh, like experience and quality, because anything high is going to get snapped up by an NRL club. So another player that's been mentioned by Adam is obviously Brad Schneider is obviously signed for Hull KR mm-hmm. on, lo- on loan. So someone that's going to be available. So we're going to see him on action most likely on Friday. Uh, again, another player I've watched. I believe he's only got about 12, 13 appearances at Canberra. Yeah, um, he's fairly played, really. So he's fairly fresh. Have, have anyone seen him play? Or is it is he one of these players where, let's see how he gets on at KR? For the record, because he's going to get a chance. We've had out for the rest of the season. Mikey has got this... Uh, He's got to compete with Rowan Mills, and when I was talking to Jono today, he, he didn't. It didn't sound like he was a shoe in. It sounded like he was there to compete with Mike Lewis and Rowan Mills. So I don't know what I've, have you seen um, Brad Schneider play. Players that make their debut at Headingley always have a shocker. Oh, you that, fucking that, that isn't me being arrogant. <laughs> that is an absolute fact. The one. There's been many, but the one that really stands out for me. Sorry, this has got nothing to do with Wish Nine. Sorry, is Chris Sandow. Remember Chris when he came, he had his oh, debut yeah. for Warrington at Leeds. He was kicking the ball out on the full. He had a shock of the South Down. We're giving him absolute pelters. Schneider's decent. I kind of said on the match review as we looked ahead to um, to the whole car game this weekend. Um, could be one we've perhaps missed out on potentially if he, if he but plays we haven't well missed KR. out on it because he's on loan well if he plays well at Hull KR and falls in love with the place race and you know, not many people that. fall in love with Hull potentially could potentially it could and then that's when we've got away you know when gone away from us I would rather we signed 
a young halfback from the NRL. Took a chance on them. So Sean Johnson's is out of the equation then. <laughs> I think he's. You know my him. love for that man. I know. You I, know I, my. To be honest, I'd love to see him because he's been banging form this year. <laughs> he's probably in form of his life. He's steering war. He's probably Absolutely. having one of his best seasons for the Warriors. But he just went on Sean Johnson now. Everyone. He seems to love it. Where yeah, he, I mean, now, he played it. Was it? Was it? Where was yeah. it? No, not Cronulla. Was it? He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, 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 didn't right. he never, in, he never looked right, and I buy that. So I mean, if he got homesick in Australia, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wouldn't. There's wouldn't, a reason he's playing well. Yeah, yeah there's it's no coincidence. He goes back home and he's absolutely flourishing. Um, no, he's awesome, but I don't think that can. I'd love to see that happen. I don't think. What does what did this comment say? Willie Mason definitely didn't fall in love with Hull. No, he didn't. Willie Mason has lots of accurate information to say about Hull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Schneider, Josh, do you think he'll he'll settle in over him? Do you think Leeds could? Be, could I don't know. Like he's, he's, he's played. I've seen him play a couple of times. He's um, obviously played a lot of reserve grade. He's he's like played ten or eleven games, I think, something like that. In Twelve. First, I've got down. Twelve. Yeah, that's probably right. I just, who knows? Like, he's been playing, obviously, next to Jack Whiten, who's a superstar. Yeah. Um, does he, for, for, would he go next to Blake Austin and steer us around? Is a seven? Like, I don't know. Do you have, would he, would he stop Sinfield? Is he much of an upgrade on Sinfield? I don't know. It, like, it probably is a, he, he does he's more experienced than Sinfield, but. He does wear a scum hat, though, for a half that a question. Is that a plus? Or a, no, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I used to wear a scrum hat when I played rugby, but I played second row. I used to like scrum hats because of Jonathan Thurston, but I, I hate him now because yeah. of Johnny Lawrence. Who was the player that played for Catalan <laughs> that wore the scrum hat? He played until he was like 40. For Catalan? Menzies. Menzies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one player we haven't mentioned, we talked about it before the pod actually, and he might fit more into the age gap that you were mentioning, Laurie. Uh, Laurie, Jesus, Eddie. Um, and I didn't realise he was off contract this year. And that is the Lee Leopards Lachlan Lamb. If if Lachlan Lamb, we kind of touched on this before we went live and on and hit record. If Lachlan Lamb's available, I think he's a halfback that, like Josh said earlier, there's there's, there's numerous NRL clubs looking for a halfback, numerous Super League clubs. I think he would be one to go back over there, like Jake Clifford. I think he'll get a, a solid deal in the NRL. If you're asking me, should the Rhinos go in for him? Absolutely. A- absolutely. He'd be perfect. Can I give you some stats on Lackland? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's his job. I, think, I do you. think his dad's got the best out of him. Yeah. I mean, Lackland is currently leading assists in the league for all halfbacks so far. So he's got 19. The next nearest is Harry Smith uh, with uh, with 16. Wow, I didn't um, know that. He's got six tries uh, so far this year. And probably one of his more impressive stats, and you heard me mention it earlier, he's only missed 6.6% of tackles, which is... That is impressive. If, mm. any, if, so if I take out any player that's played less than half of the season, so we've played 18 games now, so let's take out anyone that's played less than nine games... That is the second best um, for any halfback that's played more than 50% of the game so far this year in terms of missed tackle percentage, which I think is quite impressive. 
Um, tackle bus, he's third for halfbacks. Um, he, I'm just trying to see what else we've got on here. Carries wise, he's a bit lower, but he's just ahead of Austin in terms of carries. Carries. Um, he's um, he's also. Oh, I say just. He's actually. Um, he's one place ahead of Austin. He's actually got seventy more carries um, than Austin. And meters wise, he's actually lower um, than Blake. So he's only making three point nine meters per carry. But Blake to six, lack onto seven. I don't know that you were talking, Josh, about you know you you're running half. We'll take we'll we'll do that 70, 75 meters per game. So, but I think Lackland's form this year is part of the reason why Lee are doing so well, and to be leading the assist chart for halfbacks. And I'm just going to look if that is for the league as well. Uh, it's just it's second in the league at the moment for assists. So, do, do they have who do they have at six? Is it Ben Reynolds? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's a he's not a Team that play is second. Well, they've got sorry, they've got Joe Meller as well. They've got Joe Meller there as well. Mm-hmm. Both of those players are not second in the Super League standard standoffs for me. The Championship standard, both of them. Which shows you how important a quality Lack seven can be, and how you can actually carry a six a little bit if necessary. Do you know what I mean? If you had a quality seven, so it just emphasises that for me. I wrote down. Of the halves in Super League, the ones like this is nothing to do with whether they're off contract or not. This is just looking at the other clubs, which ones I would like at Leeds. And I wrote down Lachlan Lamb, Brody Croft, Johnny Lomax, just pure on ability, George Williams, Jake Clifford, and Mikey Lewis. That that for me, that's who I think you could get to the grand final with. So Jake, Cliff, Jake Clifford is one of those players to me that you've got to be careful about signing from the NRL. Jake Clifford made it very, very clear before he signed when he signed for Hull that he always wanted to go back to the NRL. He's had a year to prove himself. He's halfway through the season. He's done well. He's leaving Hull. And that just yeah. sets you back on foot again. Mikey Lewis, I'd have in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, so these players, from all of Super League, I could think of one, two, three, four, five, six. And considering there's two per 13, that's not a lot, is it, of quality halves I would want to pick from another squad. Um, there is a real shortage. Lachlan Lamb, to take him away from Lee, who are doing well, playing with his under his dad, it'd take a lot of money, wouldn't it? It'd have to be like a career-defining wage packet for him. You'd have to set him up sort of thing. And yeah. as Eddie's mentioned, there will be NRL clubs knocking on his door. Without a doubt. Because yeah. he came from uh, where did he play before? Roosters. 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 Yeah. Um, Is it? It can't be a coincidence that Clifford Lamb Croft, three young, youngish halfbacks, all from the NRL, all within the last two years, years, this year or two years, have come over here and absolutely killed it. And now we'd love one or all three of them at Leeds Rhinos. This is my argument to sign. A younger or a pair of younger fullback or halfback from the NRL, like rather than keep Austin and Caesar, I would much mm-hmm. rather have say, right, we're going to take Carl Flanagan and Cody Hunter or whoever, bring them over, give them a shot, because every time a young halfback comes over, they seem to kill it. Or not in, or in recent times they have, and and like Josh said earlier, we don't seem to do that. We don't exactly. seem to go out there and say, right. Uh, Dean Hawkins, Jake, but whoever, 
these these players who perhaps only have, like Schneider, 10, 20 NRL, who are dying to show people what they've got and say, right, well, come and show us what you've got. We don't do it. So is this part of an admission that we recognise that Super League is setting second fiddle to the NRL? What with that now? Oh, yeah. And and therefore, no, no. it's almost like a Premier League football club loaning their young talent to the Championship. I think it's and I think it's a standard below that if we're really getting <laughs> NRL. But yeah, is, is that I mean, is that is that you? What you're yes, saying? without a doubt, if, that you feel what the you're future of Super League is that are we we're like taking a feeder the feeder league without exactly. Yeah. We're basically become the Queensland yeah. Cup, yeah, but in England to that level. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I think this is if I was. GH right now, I'd be looking at a, uh, well, t- to agree with Eddie, uh, I, w- I think someone 23, 24, 25, a game managing seven. So he's old enough to not block Sinfield's pathway. But also, that's probably the top end of what we can, we'll be able to get because we'll just be in such high demand over there anyway. About 50 ish NRL games would be ideal. And I, I sent a text to you boys a few weeks ago about the Titans, basically saying they've got Verrills, Randall at nine, Foran, Boyd, Sexton, and Hunt for next year at halves in the halves with AJ Brimson, AJ and Jake, Jaden Campbell at fullback. That's too many top quality spine members yeah. for one team. And a week later, Sexton went to Bulldogs. Sexton went. And he's just made team of the week. The, team the, of the week. <laughs> yeah. So that's who I wanted us to go for. A Toby Sexton. Someone who's 23. He's got 50 games under his belt. 40 mm-hmm. games, whatever. It, and he's just surplus to requirements. Do you know what I mean? Like, So he might be on, what? He might be on $400,000 at the dogs. He's only got a one-year deal initially. That's So what's that about? Using what Reese said earlier, maybe 220 k yeah. We could have offered him 250. I don't know. I, I know it. I think we will have to spend big because of this inflation. Yeah. Offer him the life experience of uh, seeing the world. 209 grand. Yeah. So I think we could have beaten that. He's, he's about 23, 24, I'd say, Sexton. And the Jackson Hastings story was so well documented over there. Like yeah. he was on every show. Matty John's show, NRL 360, all of them. I think, and he's been really vocally promoting the Super League from over there. Yes, saying he's a big such fan. A good, yeah. yeah, such a good pathway to, you know, sort of learn your trade. I think that is the sort of player we're after. Someone yeah. like that. And I, I wrote a few Absolutely. names down. I put like a Cooper Johns. So, I'd, realistically, he's got such a good media career over there, he probably wouldn't come. But now, um, Brooks has gone to Manly. He's not going to play. You've got Tanner Boyd at the Titans. I think that's someone you could still... He's a goal kicker, probably got 70 NRL games. Tyron Wishart at the Storm. He's got about 25 games. He's 23. Jake Turpin at the Roosters, 70 games. He's about 25. Um, Jock Madden at the Broncos. He's got 20 games. These sort of scrum halves who... What you've got to remember is every NRL game is, is like a playoff game over here. The pressure. Those, the, the score the other week, a team won by 14. It was a record score ever in NRL history. Mm-hmm. That, that happens a few times a season over here. The intensity yeah. there is just much higher. So the halves are used to 
executing a game plan and mm. game management. And I also just think like it's realistically probably the best we can hope for. So I agree with Eddie. Someone like that, fullbacks have got like a Tyrone Sloan, 30 games. Like he could pinch a Nick Meany off the storm who covers for Ryan Pappenhausen, who's a great fullback. Blake Taff covered for um, uh, Latrell Mitchell in the grand final at fullback. He, he's been really good. And then Lockie Miller at the Knights, he's yeah. an absolute weapon. He's so fast. He's a bit old. He's probably 26. He came through the the uh, is it Oztag route. Mm. And he was trying to play fullback because they moved Ponga to six. But now they've moved Ponga back to one. He's just not making the team. He's absolutely quality. And someone like that would be like... Uh, ideal. Um, ideal. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Jai Field. Um, yeah, I don't know. Someone like a Connor Watson, maybe. Just someone... Do you know what I mean? That like, kind of like early mid twenties, fifty, forty to seventy NRL games. Mm-hmm. I think, and and I would pay big money for it, and I'd let them see Sinfield through. Uh, I'd probably have Austin there for another couple of years, uh, and I think that's what that's what I would go for if I was Gary Edmonton. So, for sign a, if we're going to all going to put one name, one name, one halfback. Let's, in the world that Austin signed a two-year deal, if we're going to sign one halfback, who is it? Do, I suppose, do we have to look at the off-contract list? Or? But the, yeah, well, let's make it slightly realistic in terms of what we expect. But one, one, one player, either off-contract or someone that you think would be able to get legitimately, if you fought one player you, you want in that Rhinos team in 2024... Who's realistic? Have contracts all realistic to, to to grab? I think if I, th- I think if if Lachlan Lamb, I don't know if he is. I'd have to look it up. If Lachlan Lamb's available next I, year, I think I think he is from what. And, and if he is, Reese, we we as my motto, my cliche, my quote, we have to move heaven and earth. He's already here. He's he's killing it in the league already. If we if he's available, I would say. He would be ideal. Lamb and Austin. I'm not particularly happy with Austin, but if he were to stay, Lamb and Austin for me would be a good partnership. And then you have Sinfield off the back of them kind of playing so many games a year for injuries or suspension or early rounds of the Challenge Cup, etc. I think that that to me would seem realistic. There might be people in the comments or listening back to this saying, there's no way we'll sign Lachlan Lamb, I think. But I think, all I know, the Rhinos are the biggest club in the world. And like Duncan always says, Duncan has this motto. He's so adamant and it's it's admirable. Where he's like, where leads Rhinos? And why don't we go and buy Brodie Croft? Or why don't we go and, and buy Mikey Lewis? And I, I'm, I'm under that same, not as much as Duncan. I, I can't get to Duncan's level of belief in that inter- in that. In that in that kind of sense, but if Lackham Lamb is available, I would say go get him. A good use of a quarter spot, a good age, playing in the league, and I think he'd flourish at the Rhinos. Josh, yeah, if you if you're looking for someone from over here, I mean, the two you try and break the bank for is, is well, the three maybe is a Lewis, Mikey Lewis, Lachlan Lamb, 
Croft. And Croft. I mean, imagine if you had Lamb and Croft, I'd be delighted with that. Yeah. Absolutely. If you look in NRL, I think I think um, I think Tanner Boyd would be great for us. Mm. He'd have to pay a lot of money because I think he's under contract. But he's getting. I think. Do you want to have a quick look? He, I think he's getting to about seventy games now, which is pretty good over there. And he, I think he's a goal kicker as well. Someone like that for me would be. I think he'd probably dominate Super League. Mm. Um, but I think if we're going to go quality NRL. I think we've got more chance of getting a fullback than a quality yeah. half. Mm. So you look at the fullbacks, you've got players like Corey Allen, who's got about 60 games at the Roosters. He played in that 2020 state of origin side at fullback. Yeah. I know it was named the worst origin side ever, but they won the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dane Laurie, someone said earlier, Dane Laurie, I, I, he would light up. Super he'd kill Super League. I think he's too... I don't know. If, if, oh, my God. He'd, he'd destroy Super League, Dane Laurie. I'm I mean, the, the, the two players that mm. I would have mentioned, the one from Australia was Dane Laurie. Mm. As much as I love Sean Johnson, uh, if he gets homesick in Australia, he's going <laughs> to get homesick in Leeds. Um, <laughs> I, but I'd love to see him. I'd just love to see him play again uh, in live, personally, because I think he was the most exciting players I've ever seen. Might be um, too painful for Sinfield to have him back at. Ah, exactly. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but I, I think the real is that, you know, the reason why I like the Gudemon signing is you're signing a player that knows Super League. Yeah. And, and Lachlan Lamb knows Super League now. He knows that obviously he's played in the championship. Um, I think if it might, my option, I think Austin and Lachlan Lamb would be dynamite. Mm. Honestly, I think that'd be great. Good partnership. So what we're saying is we're telling Leeds Rhinos, just to sum all that up, Leeds Rhinos need to go and sign Lachlan Lamb. Or Dane Laurie. <laughs> or Dane Laurie. Or both. <laughs> or both, yeah. God. Oh. Amazing. Look at that. That was that that podcast was going back to the old lot pod. Are we finished? Oh, I thought there was to talk about. Thank everybody for engaging with us on the YouTube chat. Thank you to Josh, as always. Thank you to Reese, as always. Just before we go, we have some incredibly heartbreaking news this week um, from one of our friends of the lot pod, Andrew Foster. Um, he sadly lost his son, Rycroft, last month after he's sadly, incredibly sadly passed away. Andrew's one of our non-supporting leads regulars. He's been in the podcast three or four times and he's great value. I'd just like to send a very heartfelt message to Andrew, all of his family. We all are deeply, deeply, incredibly sorry, Andrew, for your loss and thinking of you and look after yourself, Andrew, and and your family. Uh, Bry and Sam at six again are running another amazing raffle. They did one for the uh, MND for, for Rob and gave away lots of Leeds Rhinos prizes. They're raising funds for some of the causes and Great Ormond Street Hospital that cared for Rycroft um, during his, his battle. If you go to six again on Bry's page on Twitter, Bry's giving away two tickets for England v Tonga, the triple header in November. It's a raffle. Tickets are £2 each. They can be purchased via PayPal. All the money is going to Rycroft's cause. Terms and conditions. Uh, to enter, you send your £2 donation to six again 21 
at gmail.com via PayPal. Please select friends and family option in the message and please put your full name as well. All these details are on Bry's Six Again page on Twitter. The tickets will be printed at home. Tickets aren't for resale. The winner will be DM'd and emailed the tickets. So please go ahead. Go to Six Again. Each game. It's two tickets for each game, as Bry's just uh, corrected me there. So just head over to Bry's Twitter page, Six Again. I'm sure loads of people follow it. All the details are there. It's £2 an entry. And all the money is going to go to Rycroft's um, Rycroft's cause. Just in thank you, Josh. As well. oh, one second. Just in addition to that, Andrew also have his own Just Giving page. Yes. that is on his Twitter. The original target was ten thousand. As I'm just looking on my phone now, that's currently eighteen thousand seven hundred and twenty-four. He's set wow. a new target of twenty-one thousand uh, as well. So. Um, if you either want to look at Bryce and Andrew's uh, just giving, uh, Andrew's just giving is available there for you as well. But please take a look and read the story. Brilliant. Uh, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Reese. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for watching. We'll be back to review the whole KR game this weekend. Take care.